Welcome, welcome everyone to the 83rd episode of Politically Entertained with Evolving Randomness Podcast. It is your independent host, Illusion Empire. Well, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a treat. There's a good chance the next episode could have a guest. Yes, first ever for the Peer Podcast. 84th episode is going to have a first guest. And this person here, not going to reveal gender. This person has a lot of great insight when it comes to local elections. So that'll be for the next episode. But this episode is not going to have it. So don't get it confused. This is going to be for now the last non-guest episode until I ran out of guests. Okay. There's a shocker that someone wants to talk to me. Someone with a pretty small audience. That's and I say I'm thankful for that. Thankful. Normally a lot of people like to weigh into this person has at least a hundred thousand or maybe even a million um constant listeners or followers, you know, but that's I appreciate that. So now let me give you the outline for this episode. I'm going to make it a little more fun, the primary politics, because it gets too depressing. And sometimes I could overload you with political information. This one, I'm going to include more satire and then some news. Because I don't have as much interesting news as I like to show or not show. I'm not showing you. I mean, I'll show you the links where I get the sources, but that's the most um, visual displaying I'd be doing. A lot of it is auditory. So, stating that, um, we have some satire I'm going to share with you. Two of them for the Babylon Bee. I think Babylon Bee is a pretty hilarious website for the satire. And to me, satire is a much more harder comedic art. And I respect those who know how to do it well. So, um, one of them is about Biden guest hosting Jeopardy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be good. I'm telling you. A disaster as he flees every time a contestant puts an answer to, in the form of a question. That's the way the game goes. Instead of saying, oh, who was the first? Who was the first? First president of the United States. And you got to answer like that. Um, who is George Washington? Oh, Lord. This this is good. And they're very shameless. They say fake news you can trust and paper straight to your inbox. So this is a very self-aware website. We have two of them. One, that that's the headline. I'm only going to read the headline. It's for primary parts. So it's going to make it a little more fun than usual. And it's going to be the other one. Make it fun of the FDA. FDA approves Pfizer vaccine. Knocks on wood. Oh, this is an insult to the FDA. I say they they rely on luck and superstition. Oh, damn! This is gonna be good. I think I need a clue more Babylon B. Yeah. Okay, and then now back to the serious stuff. My tone will have to change on that. We have two fun satire for you. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I don't want to plagiarize Babylon B. They do some great work. That's a resource. I'm not the originator. Okay. Let's just be clear about that. So, San Francisco is coming up with a radically different um, solution to reduce um, violent crime. They pay average citizens $300 a month to reduce violence. Now, I got to say, this is a very interesting idea. I I just hope to God it works. I disagree with it, to be honest. I, I just hope to God it works. You know, I, I just want to be proven wrong here. So, no, I, no, I want people to be safe in general. I, I really do. I, I have my own skepticism. And then they reach a more threshold. If they reach another threshold, then they will get $500 a month. But I don't want to read too much into it. This is just a outline. And I'm also going to attach, there is a precedent to this in the same state, but different city, Richmond, um, the city of Richmond, 
which has over a hundred thousand at that time when the program started. This is um around two thousand seven. San Francisco is a much larger city than that, so they need a they need a much larger scale for the program to work. It cannot operate in the same scale here. So and the last and then that's you know that's all I got for you. So it's gonna be more satire, more humor. And um, if you're a Biden fan, I'm telling you right now, if you think Biden is almost godlike, do not pay attention to sec. Don't pay attention to primary politics because this is a very good satirical insult against the current president. And I already told you again, I am not a big fan of Joe Biden, so I'm not being a hypocrite here. I'm going to show that to you. I gave him some credit when it's due, but I'm not a big fan of him. So I'm going to be a little more immature, if you will. So that's for primary politics. And the gaming news is ironically darker. One's about China. They want to really limit online gaming, especially for those under 18. Because they believe gaming addiction is on a rise and nearsightedness has increased. Are they wrong? Are they correct? Well, we'll see. That depends on your point of view on online gaming and video games. You know, I gotta say that I think they're right on some aspects, though. And then we got some more bad news by Activision Blizzard. This is not funny stuff here. This is supposed to be a lighter heart um, mid-game segment. The second item of it, the first item is about China's restriction of online gaming. This one here is about California accuses Activision of shredding abuse evidence. Oh, Lord. It's not getting better for Activision. It really isn't. You're going to get into that. And the last thing, the third and final item is we have an official review for RK1 of Infinity Game Table Review. Okay? We got to, you know, and, and, and this is, you know, um, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. I'm not going to say it's positive or negative. Um, you're going to have to pay attention. That's for your, that's for mid-game. That's for mid-game. That's the second segment. For those of you who are very pro-Biden, hardcore Biden supporters, skip to the second segment. I'm telling you right now because it's going to be anti-Biden. I gave you a warning. Don't say I didn't warn you. And then third, and definitely the strangest, for the third and last segment, which is called WTF, Weird Topic Finale for short. Um, There is a phenomenon of couple of sea creatures um, actually executing vaginal birth. Yes, vaginal birth. A female gave birth to an offspring without a male partner. No, I know how useful we men are in this process. I know. You're not that useful in that process. Our role is very minor. The only role we really have is to protect a woman, um, you know, during all three trimesters and be a reliable, be a rock for her. You know, that's if the man is good. But if he's dead, be no good, then forget it. He's just, uh, he's just a sperm donor that ran away. I know it sounds controversial, but it's the truth. So. There, scientists are studying about how is this possible. And the scientific word is parthenogenesis. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that one wrong. Uh, parth, parth, uh, yeah. All right, so let me see if I'm pronouncing this word correct. Pronunciation. That's a, uh, yeah. Let's see how this lady says it. Parthenogenesis. 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 Okay, it's not that bad. All right, so that's what we're gonna learn today. And if you if you can hear that, that's Miss Google Lady correcting me. I don't mind being corrected. I'm a big boy. <laughs> <laughs>
So, all right, and this is your outline, and we're gonna reach the first segment right after our routine sponsor. Anchor is a free podcasting app that is perfect for beginners. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. Anchor will distribute your podcast so that it could be heard in other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. I'm going to repeat. It is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What are you waiting for? I've been doing this for about a year now. And if you really have the passion to start a podcast, you should do it. It's fun and easy. All right, welcome to the first segment of the Pierre Podcast. So this is Primary Politics, and we're going to go through the satire. First satire is Biden guest hosting of Jeopardy, a disaster as he flees every time a contestant puts an answer <laughs> answer in the form of a question. Wow, that's something. In Culver, in Culver City, California. It's been there for a long time. Oh, man. If every time when a contestant just does his or her job, just answer a question in the form of a question, Biden will just turn away and leave. That's what he does a lot. And those very cringeworthy um, press conferences. You know, <laughs> I can't believe that they did this. This this is excellent. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna say that's just bull crap. As he said, that's just malarkey. Oh, and since since his reflex answer questions are to a grain, the contestant said it was photosynthesis. Biden will leave every time. You'll be the worst Jeopardy host. In American history, the worst. And then, of course, the producer will replace him, and then some of the audience will find a bad tweet. And the guest host was shot on sight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought this was be fun satire. Oh, he will leave every time his answer for our question. Let's let's put a simple question up. Um, who the name of the first president of the United States. They will say, who is George Washington? Biden walk right out. He will yell. He say he wants easy questions. He wants um, questions that are happy and positive. You know. So that's what you're going to get with Biden. That's very good satire. I mean, I couldn't even... I was trying to maintain a straight face. I, I couldn't. Good job. Now, this one I really like. Um, FDA approves Pfizer vaccine and then knocks on wood. So after an intense period of over 200 million guinea pigs throughout the country. And of course, Pfizer's with their fancy dinners. They just knock on wood just in case, you know, they believe in superstition, not real science. Nah, they just they just can't be that crazy. And they were just approving, you know, no one will turn to a zombie, you know. Could imagine uh, you know telling people they were taking it on safe. I guess we just approved this puppy. Ha-ha! Knock on wood. Hopefully nothing terrible will happen. Okay, they did the ceremony, they dip in red ink. And then, and then they just did some, just approve it and say, oh, look, it's safe. And then I'm going to quote here, with lady looking outside, everything will be okay, say the FDA commissioner. As everyone laughs, I'm, pre- I'm nervously, why you can practically drink this stuff? Whoa. Of course, American people report feeling very relieved that the vaccine is approved you know, express desire wait for the other two vaccines before 
they make a decision. So this is an insult to it just ah uh, yeah, let's just prove the thing. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. Let's just rely on luck and superstition instead of doing test trials. Instead of um not giving not wasting so many so much um you know we we we, we waste vaccines this country and it's a shame because this um virus is global and all I have to say is we should be sharing it more if Americans don't want to take it especially those who develop natural immunity in my opinion this is just my opinion we should share it to poor countries I'm sure we could find some in the continent of Africa Asia South America and maybe even Mexico North America I mean, Canada really hoards on them. Yeah, I got to call out Canada on that one. You know, maybe the Eastern Europe. Not Australia. I don't think Australia. They don't need it. Um, you know, there are countries that really need it, and the inoculation rate is in a single percentage on average. And that's just only one dose. I mean, I think they only double digits on one dose. And then when it comes to being fully vaccinated, that's half a percentage or even or barely a single digit on uh, percentage like one percent two percent for example so it's just it's crazy it's only the developed nations that got a lot of it more than what we need some of it gone to waste japan has wasted them we have wasted them i'm sure because we don't believe you know you know we believe in um, individual rights some people, I can't say everybody. So, so this one's just insult for them saying they believe in superstition and luck instead of science and conclusive data. <laughs> oh man, that was good. That was good. I think I did most of my laugh there in the first uh, the introduction. So, what we have here is something serious now, and we had to change the tone and. San Francisco wants to do something. They are launching a Dreamkeeper Fellowship, which is expected to launch next month sometime in October. And it's going to pay 10, 10 participants $300 per month act as public safety ambassadors for ABC7. That's the source. And if they meet certain thresholds, they could um, up their pay by $200. So that'll be $500 a month. Again, I don't care who the executive director is. They want, they want to do some conversations regarding around public safety. And you see how they can influence and connect impunity in the community better. The only thing I like about this one that you're actually incentivizing on people. That's uh that's you know that's good. Um and um Davis said and then Davis um Cheryl Davis, the executive director, who I said I didn't care about, um, in terms of knowing up. She confirmed that the program was inspired by office. Of St. Neighbor, a former Richmond program developed by Devon Bogan. And I have the um the proposal right there. And it was online, their proposal saying that this is a real thing. So they did have a precedent. They have a precedent. Okay. You know, and they said, and of course to David Muhammad, who's executive director of National Institute for Criminal Justice Reform, says that the program, the previous program. Operation Peacemaker Fellowship, a program in the Richmond city of California that was massively successful. There was a 70% reduction in shooting homicides. That's what Muhammad said. But it's not without controversy. One member was arrested later since 40 years. Oh, there you go. Oof. Yeah, look at that. And take their guns. You're just giving them money to buy more guns. Oh. That's the critic, and that's and that's something I was thinking about. It's because you pay them. It doesn't mean that you know, it could temporarily influence people when you pay them. And that influence don't last forever. You know, they'll turn around, help people turn around. I always look at the negative. And they say, Muhammad, he acknowledges that the San Francisco pod program needs an intensive intervention. The notion of paying criminals not to shoot might be a sexy uh, headline, but it is not accurate. 
and they said the program will eventually um, expand to 30 participants. The problem with this program is they should have done it with um, a thousand participants because San Francisco is a much larger city. What's the current population of San Francisco right now? You know, and it's it's crazy. Okay, wow, I thought it was a million. It's nearly eight hundred seventy-five thousand. So it's about eight, about seven to eight times. Yeah, seven times. I'm gonna say seven times to be conservative. Uh, seven times larger than um this um predecessor. Okay. Just paying people to do stuff they're not supposed. You're just paying people to do things supposed to do legally, anyways. No, it's to me, it's crazy. We haven't got the budget yet, but um, we got a precedent here. I'm not gonna go through a lot of this. This is uh, the proposal, and they had seven personnel, they had a direct, you know, I'm not gonna go through a lot of it. And this was targeting mostly minority, you know, African American, Hispanic youth between 16 and 25. I see they proportionally represent this kind of violence in Richmond. Um, that's what they're saying here. And you want to um, explain access opportunities, exposure resources that built on identified populations. Okay, that part I agree with. You know, always increase opportunities. Because if you have lack of opportunity, that's why um, people do bad things, illegal things, okay? I'm about increasing opportunity. I'm about more career mobility. I'm more about empowering people. We empower people, okay? And then they got their result here. And this is not even the proposal. This is um, some of the results. You know, it's crazy. And they show their results that um, they look like it has some success. He says massively successful, but um, I kind of disagree because, you know, they say he said about 70 percent, but um, on average is around 44 percent. And I won't call that massively successful. That's at best moderately successful. So, of course, you exaggerate because he's a criminal justice reform guy. Um, that's Abraham, not Devon Bogan. So I'm going to attach that for you to read. I'm not going through all of that. And for once, we actually had a pretty short primary politics. I want to see how this goes with my listeners. Do you like more satire? Um, you know, and to me, it's not much crazy going on. What do you want to hear about? Como's already out. I mean... You know, the Afghan withdrawal is a disaster. Mainstream media did that for you. So I'm not going to be talking about those things. Um, it's going to be getting more debt. Why I think one went wrong. But I'd rather refer to smart people in sources to back my opinion up. I just speak out of my ass. Alrighty then. So let's just wrap this up. So we did two satires. Biden guest hosted Jeopardy. And then every time someone um, answers a question, answers on the question, the form of a question, he leaves. He's going to be doing a lot of leaving, a lot of um, tirades, and eventually he's going to replace with some random Joe as a guest host. And then the audience will just get pissed and shoot him. Wow. That is very dramatic. I mean, I think they'll get Twitter backlash, but not that. Damn. He ain't that special. That replacement, I mean. Biden might get shot. Um, but not sadly not the not the guest host. I don't think so. Unless he's just in the wrong place in the wrong time. But I that that part I don't I don't find it that funny to be honest. I was a shock about reading this whole thing. Alright, so the FDA, they are they rely on superstition instead of data and trials. And you know, they just hope to whatever God they pray that oh you know it's okay it's okay that you know you know that we just pray you know we just pray to lady luck you know everything will be okay that's all that was about and then the third and final item is about San Francisco paying at-risk residents do hundred dollars a month to um, reduce violence, and then if they do well, they reach certain milestones. They will get paid through five dollars plus anything. They expand the participant pool to get triple it from ten to thirty. I think it needs to be bigger than that. 
Or you got the budget or something. Now I've been wasting on um, theft, political theft. So that's all I got to say about that. All righty, this is it, the first segment. We will reach the second segment really, really soon. Welcome to the second segment, which is called Mid-Game in the Peer Podcast. We have some news that are, you know, pretty dire if you live in China. And they are, and they are, um, they want to reduce online gaming, especially among minors. And they introduced a new rule on August 31st, about a week ago. They want to limit the amount of time under 18 can spend playing video games to three hours a week. And he said a move that is necessary to combat gaming addiction. Yep. Why are they concerned? China is the largest gaming market in the world because of its population. They've been worried that um, internet has caused a lot of young people develop so-called gaming disorders and according to them they said the um, near sightedness has been a concern since 2018 um, and, and according to their data nearly 63% of Chinese miners often play games online and 13.2% of miners play mobile games more than two hours a day according to the state media they're also targeting private tutoring industry as they um, see as celebrity worship in recent weeks has um, and they will know you know for them this is their way of trying to be caring for the young men and children what they have done so far so 2017 Tencent Holdings which is a uh, Companies say it will limit the amount of time young people could play while uh, game Honor of Kings. And they saying and they got a complaint for parents, teachers that children are just too addicted to games. And 2019, they limit the law to they limit the hours to 1.5 hours. Online games are weekdays and three hours on weekends. And they have absolutely no game time between 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. And they also limit how much um, miners could spend on virtual game each item, which is range about 28 to 57 US dollars, depending on age. Oof. I'm telling you, so Americans, be grateful. Be grateful we have this kind of restriction. Okay? Especially those who love games and play games for a living. Especially the very young YouTubers, I mean by very young, so 17 or younger. They will not, China will not allow this. And they are just clamping down, getting stricter and stricter as time goes on. So. And they even have face rec- facial recognition technology. So, you know, just in case, just in case minors want to try to use their or hack into their parents' accounts. Um, so like that the government government's curfew could be in force. And it's already effective since the very beginning of this month. And you can play one hour between eight and nine PM on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, and public holidays. And they're saying that online gaming companies must put a name verification system in place and all ties will eventually to be connected to anti-addicted system being set up by you know, their government, their entity. I'm not going to read that abbreviation. No, it's, it's, uh, it, you know, it's crazy stuff. It is crazy, crazy stuff. So children are being limited. They're being limited. And increase the frequency and the intensity of inspections to make sure that they're doing their part. 
Um, and they, they also stepped up measure to punish gaming firms that violate the rules, increase penalties after inspections, and they're reviewing more than 10,000 gaming timers. Um, and they say parents and schools need to step up on supervision. So be grateful, Americans. Be grateful for your gaming freedom. Well, some gaming freedom. And then let's talk about more Activision legal battles. The state of California has recently expanded its discrimination lawsuit. Um, it's also looking for treatment of its temporary workers. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. Oh, man, man, man. And the and the updated lawsuit alleges that um, Activision has not cooperated with um, California's investigation because they were accusing them of shredding evidence, which is gotta say pretty pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy stuff. Um, you know. Oh man. So let's see. And they also, yeah, they're accusing HR of destroying documents that very points to the investigation. Yes, yeah, so that's that's a big accusation. And they're saying they say poor. Oh, and they also accusing them of discriminatory of trans workers. And of course, and then given this report announced it because they are afraid of retaliation. Mm. Yep. That's true. I mean, one quote I'm going to read here is that the only way to, to truly change the culture and the answers is to change the people that are in charge of it. That was a poorly stated sentence. So I kind of. I mean, they, this has been going on. It's going to drag. It's been going on for over a month. And they already departed. And already top, some top people has already left the company. Um, and of course, I think they're doing damage control. But he's still trying to put this, um, this front that, look, we're still doing great. Still doing great, and look, we had a new Call of Duty. Oh, I can't stand that game; it's a stupid game, in my opinion. Oh, I know the Call of Duty fans are gonna attack me, but I don't care. I, I don't care. I, I, I try the game; I, I can't enjoy it. Stupid shooting game, but full glitches and bugs, and a lot of people play it. And um, They say, and they want, and you know, they want greater, and the people they want is greater transparency, restructuring divisions, enhanced review processes, clear boundaries of work, be able to zero tolerance approach to harassment and all of that, and create investigation to outside business use to support greater dependence. So that's true. And expand and improve training of HR. And that's what they do it. Um, So the, the the lawsuit continues, and all I can say is stay tuned. Stay tuned to that. So now we have a review. Finally, something positive from RK One Up, uh, a digital board game. Okay, and of course, this review is real play. The Monopoly back in and sorry with my family sitting at the coffee table. It is a lot, but they did it with you know, a lot of pieces. But now it's just all digitized. Um, you know, a lot of people actually enjoy a 24-inch um, tablet with the metal legs. It's a, t- you know, and they're saying that it isn't um expensive. It, you know, oh the expensive part. I talked to one of my friends and. She just reacted and even 
bother um, giving this thing a fair shot. I mean, it is a lot of expensive for people. You know, a lot of people are struggling financially, so I do get that. She's not being irrational, I would say. Um, I get it. You know, I still put it on Smile Horn and I leave another became a fixture, so I guess some people like it. Um, Arcade One of them has been known to do a bunch of arcade cabinet recreations. They have done small stuff, this big stuff. Um, you know, it was really relaxing for the family, and they may have said I had some fun. You know, they do have board games. You know, large amount of them. And there's, you know, there, there are extra add-ons. You could buy extra board games for a couple of bucks. Well, there are a lot of Hasbro games. Monopoly, Star Trek, Pursuit, um, Scrabble. They didn't get to, to those. In the and there's more generic games like Sudoku, Backman, Chess Checkers, and Solitaire. Chess and Checkers. Just make sure they hear that correctly. That's what I said. Um... And they said they were precedent, they said. They used cost a ton. They used these iPads. Now you put them table. Think of it as a dedicated touchscreen board game. Perfect table is um it starts at 650. Um people like it. How's it a gaming console? Because that's a bunch of games in there. I mean that's what makes it a gaming console. 43 games are available with so, so far from despair. They can, but they don't come preloaded. You need Wi-Fi access set up and download the games. The screen is the best sometimes. The colors are not very vivid, but it's good enough for all angles. Touch some responses for you. Now you know the Tinder Rumble's feedback. So some games like a loud budget shakes the table, doesn't come off the beginning operation when you miss, or a bachelor when you sink. Oof. So they say rumbling fixture, the, the reviewer doesn't like that. It's so a power button and volume on the side. Take with attached to legs. So if you want to put it on the if you want to put it on another table, you can do that by taking off its legs. But you do need to set up uh, an account, just like all these digital things. Uh, but future games are going to cost. Two popular games are that they want is Pandemic and Ticket to Ride. Oh, how fitting, Pandemic. Seriously. We, we do not want enough Pandemic. Why do you want to play a board game of that? I want to stay away from that. You know, some games like... Candyland shoots and ladders are not that optimized when you run a vertical screen mode for some reason. Most games don't have customized controls and they don't have individual family profiles. So, like, oh, that could be a problem. Way track games, I was playing games one. Graphics enemies are less modern than that of iPod at time, the iPad at times. That's why animations aiming at 100 Hungry Hippo. And then the process saver isn't so hot compared to the average computer, but they do work. So animation serpent lame and sitting table is something truly different than gather around a system like getting uh system like switch. A switchboard games. I mean sitting team in a tiny screen, well it's buttons together, the vibes training, it does feel more communal and special. So I got things we can use as covers, they come with folding cardboards, you could cover your cards or your items that you want to share with the opposition. See they say some games are fun, some are not. I'm going to to amazing game where you drag items or your finger for exit. Simon, such a pattern, and weird. Some wrestling just appear this week. It feels like a Turbo H Flash game. Oof, that's an insult. They say Battleship's addictive. Backman's fun. Sorry, is great. Again, so few customizations. Backman only starts with player two, and I can't swap sides or layouts or working sides. There's no doubling cues. Just go with the flow. Again, may it feel... Said many gamers feel like this is old touchscreen for 10 years ago. They can use a lot of updates and finesse. Okay. You say overall it's good, but they got room to improve. Graphics are a bit outdated. Less customizations, that's a bit outdated. Does feel solid. Um a plastic bumpers is good because kids always bump into things, you know, they can't stay still, some of them. Especially male children. Um 
so. You're saying table is smaller and lower than expected. Um, they got free space for drinks and stuff. I worry about the spills and crumbles, but service table is these movements. So you worry about the spills and crumbs. It makes it thing less. Um, but I say the table, they saying that you worry about spills and crumbles, but the table service is, is at least moving. And I'm sure about the holes and bus, so it should be easy to wipe and clean. Okay, that's good. It has USB ports and storage, you know, a room for battery. You know, there's a power cord. Um, you said I couldn't find a way to deliver one left exposed floor. And it's only enough reach across about across nearby outlet. That's what the reviewer says. And he has 16 gigabyte worth of memory. You know. So I guess it's good to travel with. Maybe just place it on top of a physical table. Something different, makes us feel great, feels communal because everybody's together. Is everyone's not just playing their own game on a little smartphone? So that's what he likes about. He likes it. But he's saying graphics need to improve. They need more customization. I'm sure they're gonna have updates, so I think they should be able to uh, address that. Yeah, I think they should be able to address that. I uh totally agree. Not me to shout, just yawn in here. Mind me, I'm, I'm a little cuckoo. Um, and they're saying, um, it's a little you know, in home vacation. Um, I'm sure they're gonna add more games in the future, they're gonna cost a bit more money. This is a kind of somewhat of a new market. Hasbro, man, you know, nothing. I'm just moving to digital age. They are moving to the digital age. That's what I could say. So that sort of thing. Have a corner hotel lobby, somewhere you can travel. Yeah, home too. I think I think they want to make it too big. Could be invasive at home. I mean, I, I guess that's what it is. That's a bunch of games, which that's good. Um, it's more space. It's more efficient in space. That I could say that too. Especially me, I'm gonna definitely invest in this sometime in the future. Not now. I got other priorities. Like some I could get into, but it would be better to have customization and better animations because to me that's very important. If they're lacking that, then that's kind of a problem. Alright, so that's it with that review. The review was kind of dull. Um so we got massive restrictions coming out for China. There's been precedent about it. They've been, they have been um, clamping down, clamping down, clamping down. Their their narrative is, you know, gaming addiction. Your sadness has increased. Um, they don't want them to become addicts and unproductive from citizens. I mean, are they wrong? Are they completely wrong, though? I would have to say not really. I mean, America sucks when it comes to science and math. I mean, Chinese, the average Chinese student can outperform American students in those subjects. Those subjects are very important for mathematical, high-level thinking, logical careers, especially in, you know, in science. You know, we have to get you know, a good amount of scientists and doctors from other countries. I mean, let's be real here. Americans could be smart if we be more responsible. You know, they try to tackle gaming disorder, especially on minors. Will they expand that to probably young adults? I won't be surprised. Um, but they've been limiting, 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 according to Reuters, since 2017. Especially on minors, they can limit how much you spend, how much they they can play. I mean, you know, do you care about freedom or you care about producing, you know, less addicted, more productive citizens? That's the power. I think that's how one should think about it. 
me, I'm a bit um conflicted. Even though I like um people to have freedoms, whatever. These these are children here, and I would say it's a bit drastic. But you know, I mean, some American kids they'll not socialize. I mean, I have a my youngest nephew. Oh, God help him on that one. His social skills is. They thought I was gonna become um, the anti-social one, but I have a nephew, man. He's beating me on that by the multitudes. He has his friends, you know. He's not a psych, you know. He's not a complete loner or anything, but he's really glued into games. You know, they complain about me doing that when I was a kid, but. I'm sure some parents in America would love would support this. Yep. No games at all. Monday through Thursdays, only a little bit of Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and holidays. And they limit even how much you can spend depending on age. To 28, 50, to 28 to 57 US dollars. So they are really, 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 really about that restriction. That's China. And then they're trying to hack whatever. They have facial recognition technology to the adult accounts like that. They can have all the time in gaming. Nope, they have facial rate. They have facial recognition technology almost throughout the country. Okay, so they're crazy about that. And then California brought in its uh, investigation to Activision Blizzard. They, they call it a Call of Duty publisher. I don't call it that to me. It's stupid. Um, they also Overwatch on um, publisher as well. Thank you very much. Um, they just say that because you know it's more popular. It's more popular, so you know they have not treated their people well. You know they they trust me shredding documents, not be cooperating with investigation. That's what we we're saying. And, you know, let me sarcastic. Hey, no Call of Duty um, is coming out. It's not that bad. You know, they've been developing that for a while. So it was probably almost done when that investigation started. So don't come out as stupid. You know, gaming takes a long time to develop. So by the time they started it, they was already mostly done with it. They're probably doing marketing campaigns and all that other stuff. Now, I need a uh, real insider gamer to correct me if I'm wrong. You know. So. Yeah, so far, employees have um, staged a massive walkout. Second lawsuit was filed. I mean, even notable people was left. I mean, it's not looking good for, for them. And I won't be surprised. They probably won't be feeling the real impacts maybe till sometime next year. I don't know, you know, it takes time for these impacts to kick in, you know, so I love how they advertise Cyberpunk 2077, that the game that I have gave constantly bad coverage to, since it was overhyped, it was glitchy as hell, alright, and I love, that. I love the ads, so that's just a little random, but you got your summary for the second item, and then this one, you get review, it says it's great to have many board games, it's great to have people together with the coffee and the drinks, a little bit of food. It's easy to clean. But you said the animations and customizations are not that great. It's a bit outdated because lack of options. Um, and you have a bunch of car- little cardboard things you can cover it. Cover your, your personal stuff. You know? And they don't have individual family player profiles, which I think that's pretty bad. I mean, I don't know how you could attract that, but, you know, that's okay. If I have something for that. Um, he likes the communal feel of it. It feels a bit old school, but with a modern touch to it. So you can't swap layout, you know, can't swap size, change layouts and all that. There's no doubling cube. And you feel like these ideas were, you know, as good as 10 years ago. I mean, it's crazy. It's not that tall. And it's pretty small. 
Yeah, I would like a little larger board game table. That's a little too small for me. Um, it's pretty easy to assemble. That's good. Yeah, solo games, multiplayer games. She says good, but has criticism. So I think um, we got some updating to do. You're at a good start, but there's some things you gotta improve. So that, yeah, I'm gonna latch on more to negative. It's great that you have the expansive board game collection. Some you have to pay for. Um, I'm sure there's more that's gonna come, which that's good. Update your animations, provide more customizations. That's all you gotta do. But you're in a good start. You're in a good start. So I don't wanna mercilessly bash this item. There's something about investing in the future. If they improve in those two things, I'll definitely get it already. Alrighty then, this is it for your second segment. Ironically, this was way longer than primary politics. We'll reach the third segment, the final one. We're going to finale. We're going to reach it really, really soon. everyone to third and final segment of the peer podcast this is weird topic finale and we're going to talk about animal vaginal birth yes a kind of birth that a female animal doesn't need a male counterpart at all okay and then so far they have they have been observing smooth hound sharks yeah, and this is in Italy. And they also they found the third, because they only have two female sharks in there. Unless you want to think, um, you know, two girls can make a baby. I don't think that's scientifically possible through natural means. So, they have a word for it. Parthenogenesis, which is a word, which is a term that comes from the Greek virgin birth. So, female could self fertilize her eggs and that's what we believe what happened and they saw a third little one and they saw a small one so how the hell that happened maybe they they uh make a they made a mistake or one was a male and it just changes private parts I don't know there are certain animals that could um do that I think manta rays are known to do that and one, okay, they, they one, one activate the male parts, they one activate the female parts, and then they make babies. Am I going to go deep there? Am I going to go into the, that gutted uh, rabbit hole? So they have to check that a number of species and snakes, sharks, lizards, fish, and insects like bees that can reproduce through parthenogenesis. You know, normally they will need a uh, combined egg and the sperm. But in part, the genesis, the egg cell combines with a polar cell. This can duplicate the egg's DNA. They have to use a polar cell to do that since they don't have a male partner. So that's a substitute for sperm. It's a polar cell. And, of course, um, it comes from... 100% DNA comes from mother and it'll always be female. They're not, you know, they're not the exact carbon copy of their mothers in terms of their genetic code. And they just chose, but you know, they did some random combinations. It's going to resemble the mother, but it's going to have different genetics. So, of course, you can do more testing just to answer some questions that were obviously left unanswered. Of course. There's times they can't find one. Males in the wild are getting wiped out by overfishing, predation, disease. I think females are resorting to parthenogenesis. Can human women do that? I mean, 
Jesus Christ was born vaginal birth, so of course. You know. Of course, some people don't believe that because they have not seen a woman naturally do some vaginal birth unless there's other proof of that. But I think it's an extremely rare phenomena um, at best. Yeah. They have. They said they have a lower moon. They said the, the offspring probably just might have lower chance of survival. May do develop normally and live a long life. So that's that sounds like a contradicting statement right there. So you're saying all the offspring born through parthenogenesis might have lower chances of survival, may do develop normally and go on to live normal lives. Okay. And some can even reproduce. Okay, so some, so. Uh, okay. Then this thing they acknowledge um human vaginal birth. No. And the animals that they list there, I'm gonna see I see the obvious pattern. A lot of them live could live in the water for at least one part of their life or, or the entire lives. So they have extensive water living conditions. Hmm. So, interesting. So, so interesting. So, Alrighty, so what can we summarize here? So the wind, so certain animals, female animals, has resorted to parthenogenesis, which is a, which is a self-birthing process. They need no males. They 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 fertilize their own eggs with a polar cell, and they give birth to another female. Of course, a female is going to have varying genetics in some aspects but it's going to be a relative copy to the mother so they're still learning about it and lizards fish, snakes, and even bees reproduce through this process alright it's going to be generally female of course, this is no male. Male genetics can be wiped out this way. Because male is always going to need the female to fertilize naturally. And I do say the term naturally. So don't cut me off and tell me that, oh, he acknowledges there's other ways to do it. Yes, I know there's other scientific ways to do so. You know, through labs and surrogate birth and etc., etc. I'm talking normal, heavy organic contact birth. So that's all I'm talking about here. That's what we're talking about. Is females are self-fertilizing and creating other females. So saying some have low chances of survival. They say many do develop normally go on their normal lives, and some of them could even reproduce. So it's a chance, so it's, so it's genetic lottery, in other words. Okay, all right. So let's just uh, wrap this up real quick because this was short, and that's all I could say. This was a very, uh, very short segment. And that's and that's all we can recap from here. So I can't really wait for the fourth episode. We can have our first guest, God willing, and you're gonna learn a lot. I already have some questions. I just can't wait. Lord, it is entirely up to you to allow me to do this. You know, if you serve this. He serves on the podcast and me and the audience well. Please allow it. If not, so be it. But I said there's a chance. I never guarantee things. It's entirely up to the Lord. 
Okay. All righty then. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Have a good day or night, whatever country you are, even though it's mostly American, but I do have a few people in the on the other side of the Atlantic Sea. All right, you have a good day or night, and God bless you.